Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're going to be talking about the nightmare before Christmas, the 1993, is it an animated film? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It's like stop motion, stop, right? Yeah, I, th- I don't know. I'm, I was totally confused. I was like, this is animation, right? But I'm like, wait, 1993, is it? I don't or, know. I, I think it technically would be claymation, though, right? Or something. I guess. I, yeah, some type of stop motion, like puppeteering, maybe. I should have done more research on, <laughs> on yeah. that. Yeah, it, it, it was a busy week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, though. But I, I want to jump into our ritual for this season. Um, and you know, it's Christmas time, good, good vibes during Christmas. Unfortunately though, here's a little coal in our stocking for this, uh, Christmas time. Henry Cavill, we just got news that Henry Cavill is not coming back as Superman. I feel like it was just like a week ago (laughs) where I was like, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. (laughs) You know what I mean? I Um, know. I know. And now he's like not (laughs) so uh first of all i want to hear your like initial reaction to this news well first of all um the person who sent it to me friend of the podcast jackie who was on two of our very popular episodes mean girls as well as bring it on was the one who sent me the uh i guess a screen cap or a post of henry cavill and literally, I was just wanting to tear up because our hopes were just dashed. I mean, obviously, it was like, oh, I'm back. We're in talks. We're going to do Man of Steel 2. Uh, we're going to kickstart probably a potential new DCU, um, you know, with obviously The Rock coming in to the fray as uh, Black Adam, maybe bringing, in, bringing back Ben Affleck as, as Batman and... You know, the you know, they got the characters kinda lined up and everything and so it was it was pretty sad actually. It yeah. was like it's like someone and I don't wanna um belabor the thought or, or I don't wanna be able to like make light of uh death or anything like that, but it sounded like someone died. Or, you know, like it was like a tragic announcement or something like that that you would normally see on social media now. Yeah, I mean, because at least in my mind, I've always had it as, okay, Henry Cavill's not coming back and all that stuff. After after Justice League, both Justice Leagues, <laughs> and uh, I was like, okay, he's not coming back. It's whatever. I wish he was Superman again. And then we got news that he was Superman, so my hopes got all high. They're like, there's going to be a, a Superman movie, like a full-on mm-hmm. sequel, not just like a crossover I got so hyped, and then to hear that, uh, and actually hear it from Henry Cavill like that, the cape is no more, because uh, yeah, for the, like the longest time he was always like the cape's in the closet, the cape's in the closet, and then not not anymore. I think that's what, like that would that's what makes it more devastating is because we got that hope just for have it like taken away. Because honestly, I was okay with them moving on. Mm-hmm. But then for for them to be like, hey, here's Henry Cavill again. I'm like, oh, shoot, Henry Cavill. And then for them to take it away, I'm like, hey, man, that's not right. <laughs> so I, I, mean, I didn't like that. 
I mean, like I, you know, last week on the on the podcast we did talk about uh, was it Guardians the holiday special and uh, Guardians Volume Three trailer. Actually, my backup topic uh, was going to be like some of the news that some of these DCU properties or movies were in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so I think last week technically kind of prepped me for it. I didn't think that they were going to uh, make the announcement this fast, though. And I don't know. I have my optimisms. I guess it, it could be, you know, I, I'm kind of curious. I have uh, some questions for you myself related to this topic, but I kind of kind of wanted to... I wanted to hear what you thought first because you're I think you're a bigger fan of Henry Cavill as Superman than I am and 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 I think he's done a really good job but I think you're more of a fan than I am so and which I don't even know if I should ask this question it's like who would and I think James Gunn made a statement pretty much saying like oh on Twitter saying that the new Superman movie is going to be more of a superman in his early days so <laughs> i was like smallville okay not that early <laughs> no, i don't think it's gonna be that early i think he's still gonna be superman but who would you like cast as this young superman i don't think they would I, i'd like i can't even really think of one that's super hard um brandon I feel like I, no, I'm just kidding. yeah Bra- <laughs> just kidding. brandon Ralph, tom welling <laughs> <laughs> Dean Kane. Dean, okay, yeah. There you go. That guy. (laughs) Just uh, pick the oldest Superman that you can think of. (laughs) That's like still, uh, still acting. This is not really. It's kind of related to the topic. It's not really, but just FYI, (laughs) I've been watching Smallville. uh, (laughs) Basically, since our last podcast, I'm like midway through season three now. Yes. Mm, That's nice. how much I've I'm, watched. I think I'm around episode eight of season four. Yeah, nice. I mean, you know, it's, it's it's starting to get to the point where Lana's kind of, you know, kind of going up and down now. Yeah. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, and her relationship with Jason. Yeah. It's oh, during yes. that time. Mm. It's it a little you weird. Mean the guy from Supernatural? <laughs> so, yeah, you mean the boys? <laughs> you mean the boys? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just watched the Perry White episode, by the way. So Okay, yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. Uh, but um, I was kind of hoping that hopefully they unearth someone that, you know, they they maybe can try to think a little bit outside the box. But then, like, when obviously they put, you know, the they donned the, the blue and red suit and everything... And it'd be like, oh shoot, it does fit. I I want it to be where we as fans are going to be like, wow, I wouldn't have thought. And it, you know what? He looks like a perfect young Superman. If if that's the the route that uh, James Gunn wants to go in, and I guess it would fall in line where if they were to do a revamped DCU, I mean, it sounds like they're going to try to hopefully involve Robert Pattinson as the Batman in that mm. whole thing. I mean, that's I just me being wishful. <laughs> so. I mean, I, I kind of wish that, you know, we all, all of us as a society can like uh, rally behind whoever. I already know that's not going to happen. <laughs> 
I know. You know? I, but I'm hoping, because, I mean, that's year two Batman, right? That we yeah. just watched earlier this year. Top, it's a top three movie for me, I think, in 2022. And we'll definitely get into it for for our calendar year-end special, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if James Gunn's talking about doing a, um early Superman, not necessarily like Smallville uh, era, just like you're saying, I mean, that's still right around year two Batman. I don't know. I'm just saying, if he wanted to just re- uh, reboot it, I think Robert Pattinson did a really good job as Bruce Wayne Batman. Yeah. I, I mean, the actor, whoever they cast as the new Superman, you know, and there's definitely going to be people that are going to be like, hey, I want Henry Gavel no matter what. I want Tom Willing. <laughs> I don't know. And like, um, it's like, hey, man, I'd rather have Brandon Routh than this guy. You know what I mean? There's going to be those people. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, We'll see what happens. I hope they go more of a, a balanced approach to Superman this time. You know, where he's a little bit more hopeful. Not so. It's not so dreary and dark. I like the hopeful Superman. Mm. Uh, I like the Superman TV right now. Um, that's kind of the vibe I'm kind of hoping for, but like a younger Superman. Um but I, I think that's the way they were going to go with Henry Cavill, but that's not happening anymore, so that kind of sucks. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, we do have stuff on our Instagram and TikTok, Ken. <laughs> which, yes, uh, we do. <laughs> a little bit more fun stuff than talking about Henry Cavill not being Superman. We do have some reels that are kind of funny on Instagram. Where, uh, where th- can they find that? Well, um, they can find that on Instagram, obviously, and they can search for at Weekly Real. That's where we uh, post all of our links, uh, mainly for Apple and Spotify. But again, our podcast is available on all the major platforms like an Amazon Music, a Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And we also post uh, reels, you know, about a minute on average clip. Uh, clips from the actual uh, podcast episode. And so just so that you could see what Jeremy and I look like. And sometimes we do put a little bit of visual visualness, I guess, <laughs> to our podcast. It's kind of hard because, you know, podcast is mainly an audio format. So there you go. Yeah. And we also do have a TikTok. We haven't posted anything in a while, but we do have one, which is mm-hmm. at Weekly Real Pod. Yes. Uh, just making sure. And Weekly Real Pod on TikTok. But we are going to post some stuff in the future. So go go follow us there as well. Yes. Uh, now that Jeremy's on Christmas break, mm-hmm. at least he'll finally get some sleep first. He needs sleep first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, then and then once he's recharged his batteries, maybe we'll get some uh, some reviews for sure. So definitely check that out in the near future. <laughs> Yeah, let's get into this week's movie, though, which is The Nightmare Before Christmas. If you haven't seen the movie yet, which actually me and Ken haven't seen this movie prior to this week, which is weird because we're like almost 30 years like later. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas is we watched it, I'm assuming, on Disney Plus, not sponsored by Disney. Even though I feel like we Disney, like we did a Disney movie last week, Cool Runnings. Yes, we did. 
And so go check out that episode too. Shameless plug. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We'll do a Disney Plus. Uh, sorry, not Disney Plus. We'll do another Disney movie next week too. Spoiler alert for later. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out for Ken's preview. Uh, we're going to be talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. And if you forgot what that is, it's about Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town. He discovers Christmas Town. And let's just say he has a hard time uh bringing that stuff <laughs> to to Halloween town I like there's I, it was not what I expected <laughs> for the things to go down or the his approach to bringing Christmas to Halloween town was not something I expected so let's start off with the double feature Ken uh the double feature if you guys don't remember is where me and Ken think up of a couple questions uh, he doesn't know, Ken doesn't know what I'm going to ask him and vice versa. So my question is, would you consider The Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie to you? It's Christmas. Easy. Are you sure? I mean, look I at it. You got green, you got red, and the whole major plot is moving towards Christmas Eve mm. where, you know, obviously they're, you know, trying to make all the kids happy, delivering all the uh, presents and everything. We get Jack Skellington trying to be his version of a Sandy Claus. Um, <laughs> oh, and yeah. we get Santa Claus himself uh, in, in the movie in a very weird, he's got really small feet and really small hands. Well, yeah, he was... Santa Claus honestly was super creepy. (laughs) Freaking Tim Burton. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to figure out, okay, when they actually reveal Santa, is he going to look all like joyful and kind of cute or whatever and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. No, he looked maybe even scarier than Jack Skellington himself, in my opinion. I was like, I don't know. This is, yeah, I think as a kid, this movie would have, giving me nightmares <laughs> like mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. way i would have watched this as a kid yeah plus we didn't need to see certain angles of santa claus if you know what i mean <laughs> i was yeah. like oh it's like <laughs> i don't know man it's like i'll stick to tim allen's santa claus <laughs> <laughs> or any other uh version even the mall one <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh you know, I would actually consider this more of a Halloween movie. I'm going to go, like, the other side. I can see what you're saying, but it, I think the tone of the movie is so dark for the most, like, majority of it that I feel like it's a little too depressing to be a Christmas movie, in my opinion. I think Christmas movies are usually a little bit more upbeat. And, like, I consider Die Hard a, uh, a Christmas movie. <laughs> You know, so, is that upbeat? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you're you're rooting for, um, you know, John McClane and all that stuff. I, I I don't know. With this, I felt like it was more of a existential crisis for Jack Skellington. Uh, yeah. in a way. I was like, I thought it was very thought provoking because I feel like anyone could put themselves in Jack Skellington's shoes, and because. I feel like a lot of people are kind of stuck in this hamster wheel that we call the rat race. Mm. And there are times when it's like, maybe I should be doing something 
completely different with my life or whatever. And I felt like this is something that we can all relate to. And I feel like a lot of these feelings usually come around the holidays. Like right now. <laughs> See, like that's, I like the message. I like that message. But like the way it started off, I'm like, okay, this is really good. All that stuff. But the way Jack Skellington kind of goes about it later on, I'm like, this kind of doesn't make sense in his character. I feel like he was smart enough compared to the rest of the town to kind of know what should be done. Like, I know his intentions are right, but I still felt like he he studied up upon Christmas to know, like, to not screw it up that bad. Well, I mean... I understand that, but then wouldn't he then just be copying what was going on in Christmas Town? Like he was kind of making Christmas his own, right? Based off of his um, experiences, mm-hmm. he's obviously lived in Halloween Town this whole time. And actually, uh, I'll get into one of my favorite quotes later on. It's kind of a sneak preview in terms of why I just busted out laughing. It was just a very nondescript quote. Uh, but that literally Halloween town's all he knows. And he just got really bored with it. You know, it was like, it wasn't a challenge. It was just something that he was just good at or whatever. And he just needed a new challenge and he needed something different in his life. Uh, and, uh, but again, e- even though we do want to try new things, we will always make it kind of our own, and because it'll be something that's familiar to us, it's not like you're going to go completely 180 with something that we're not com- comfortable with. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I totally get that. Um, but it's just how his character ended up in the at the end of the movie type mm-hmm. type of thing that kind of bothered me, where he had to get Santa Claus back type of thing to restore everything back to the way it was. I kind of wish that, you know, something changed because of his actions rather than, uh, you know, Santa Claus, you know, to to the outside world that things changed rather than, oh, Santa Claus is back, Jack Jack Skeleton's gone and all that stuff. Well, I think he just realized that he was like, oh, (laughs) he get he, he, he realized all the harm that he did later on. It was like, okay, Mm -hmm. he got called an imposter. Um, Obviously he wreaked havoc with the presents that he gave that he didn't realize was going to be a a bad thing because I think, again, he he was just familiar with how the kids or maybe the people are in Halloween town and they enjoy all this creepy ass stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think he thought he was, legitimately doing a good thing and then obviously when the obviously they shot him down uh they everyone was sad all the news reports were like oh christmas is over santa claus is not coming and and i think that's when he came to that realization and then that's what made him realize that he is the pumpkin king for a reason and I, i think it made him appreciate you know, who he was. Sometimes you just need that, right? Yeah, that's true. I I, I kind of just, for I guess for me, I, I wished his character arc went a different way rather than him 
realizing that he is like the skeleton king and to be comfortable in that role again yeah i kind of wanted him to like step out of it yeah Mm. but that was just me yeah no i get it which brings me to actually my half of the double feature thanks for setting me up Uh and i know you didn't know because you still don't know what i'm gonna ask you Uh um if you were to come up with a sequel and I, I felt like, you know, like towards the beginning-ish middle, you know, when Jack Skellington's obviously, you know, kind of, kind of not really bored, but he's just like walking aimlessly. And then that's when he stumbles upon like, uh, I guess, the, the little portal or doorway to Christmastown. Mm-hmm. If we were to do some sort of mashup again with a different holiday, which other holiday would you mash up Halloween with? Let's just say, because, you know, obviously it's Jack Skellington from Halloween Town. What other town would you want there to be some sort of weird mashup similar to Christmas in this in this movie? I think the most interesting to see would be um, Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, because yeah. romance could go either very creepy or very romantic. So it's like, it kind of goes well together that... And the fact that you have this um, kind of under the radar romance in the movie with with Sally and Jack Skellington, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if it was a little forced because it's like they didn't have that much screen time together. Right. But I think a Valentine's Day one would be pretty interesting if if they were ever to make a sequel. Which <laughs> thirty years later, I don't know. I think Top Gun has waited longer than that, so. Exactly. And I feel like you could do a lot more uh, like cheesy love songs sort of things. You could pick whatever time period you want and then choose like, you know, you could come up with songs from that different genre uh, or, you know, whatever pop, whatever genre was popular during whatever uh, time period you want to choose. And then it could be a natural sequel where we could kind of see Jack and Sally Maybe we get more flashbacks to how the how, how things were before the Nightmare Before Christmas and then where it ended up going and we kind of followed their path or whatever into doing Valentine's Day because that was actually the one that I was thinking of. That's the reason why I thought of the question. Mm-hmm. But to kind of, I, I'm kind of curious what you would think if there was like a mashup between Thanksgiving and Halloween where now it would be... You could you could you could play around with it. You could do the foodie uh foodie perspective, but also mm-hmm. you could do the whole uh pilgrims thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> but yeah, you could you could you could really take some liberties on some some stuff. So I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> it could be really political too if you wanted to get go <laughs> really dark." Yeah, if you want to be very historically accurate, <laughs> you can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious just just to see a train wreck. I kind of want that. I want to see that. But for, <laughs> for strictly entertainment purposes, I'd probably choose Valentine's Day too. Yeah, I was gonna say, is, is there a such thing as a summer holiday? Not really. Fourth of July, but then that's uh, just America. That doesn't yeah. really count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking like, from America, America, you guys were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what also would be kind of a weird, I guess, remix too? If we saw, like, I don't know, like a like a 
transposition of it where it'd be sandy claws like being tired of um, doing the whole christmas thing and then Uh wanted to wanting to do something halloween related i don't know if i could look at that santa claus (laughs) for a whole movie you know what i mean (laughs) i mean but then we could probably we could probably have a uh i don't know random cameo maybe we could do a mashup of where Elf comes in. Oh, shoot. That would be buddy. pretty crazy. Yeah. But an Will animated Ferrell, buddy. Uh, yeah. A little puppet Will Ferrell or something. <laughs> yes. But he's like oversized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be good. That's the mashup I really want. <laughs> All right, guys. We also like to involve you guys in the podcast. So we want to hear from you i want to hear what is your favorite animated christmas movie ken do you actually have a favorite i think we asked christmas movie before and you know we watched home alone we actually we actually did a podcast on home alone but did you have a animated christmas movie animated okay um you know it's funny only because i i didn't it took me a long time to watch this animated movie and I think it may have been the pandemic that that started it mm-hmm. and really this podcast. And now I'm trying to make it a yearly tradition, a Charlie Brown Christmas. I love that movie, even though it's only like 25 minutes or whatever it is. <laughs> is that a movie or a TV special? <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. It's like the whole Guardians holiday yeah. special all over again. But uh, the 1965 version. Oh, man. Uh, my favorite animated I feel like I might get hate for this though, but it's just I, it's not necessarily that I like it like it a lot. But I watched it like a ton as a kid. It was um, the Polar Express <laughs> with Tom Hanks. That's, yeah, it's creepy. It's, it is <laughs> a creepy movie. There's like some uncanny valley with the kids and all that stuff. But yeah. I watched it a lot for some reason. I think because it was always on TV during Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason. Maybe I should give it a... Uh, you know what? I would probably try to give it a, another shot. But I think when I try to watch it, it was probably within the last five years. I couldn't get into it. And I just... Uh, I bailed, I think, maybe 45 minutes into it. Yeah. I didn't get, I mean, yeah, I didn't finish it. I guess if if Frozen counts as a Christmas movie, I, that's what I would have said. But I didn't count it as one. Because hmm. technically not Christmas time it's cold does <laughs> does into the spider-verse count <laughs> it takes place during christmas ish doesn't it true <laughs> die hard again we, uh, we already mentioned die hard i think i think we mentioned die hard every christmas so it might as well maybe be. if it was animated they, it would yeah. qualify yeah they should make an animated die hard that'd be pretty crazy <laughs> that would be pretty like for crazy. amazon prime anyway <laughs> be rated r <laughs> All right, guys, yeah, let us know, uh, preferably on our email. What's our email, Ken? <laughs> it is wheelyrealpod at gmail.com. All right. Ken got on his first try, guys. Woo. You don't have to remind Only him. Only because I wrote it down. It's right okay. here, actually, on my notes. Do you see that? Yeah, right there. All right, so go go email us on this quick break.
Okay, welcome back from the break, and let's jump into the weekly real awards. And the first award is going to be the Star Spangled Man Award for favorite musical number. Honestly, I didn't know this movie was going to be a musical. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I bet you. You know. You know. That's the funny part. Like when I saw when I was watching it, and that you know the opening song comes on. And I was like, okay, maybe they just started with a a, a fun song, mm-hmm. similar to Anastasia. You know, there's gonna be maybe some songs like sprinkled throughout. Yeah. But then there was another one after that. I was like, oh, Jeremy's not gonna like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was uh, okay. Like this movie is like an hour and fifteen minutes, <laughs> right? And I swear there's like five minutes of like dialogue. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. <laughs> it's like just one song after the next. I'm like just beating me with it. I'm like, dang. I wish I knew because I don't know. Now man. the runtime makes sense because that, that was a lot of songs crammed together in a, an hour and uh, 15 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, man. <laughs> so did you actually have a favorite out of? The the ninety minutes worth of music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, luckily for musical lovers, I actually do like musicals. Well, at least more than Jeremy. It's still not my preferred genre, but I can appreciate it because I do like music. So, my winner for the Star Spangled Man Award for favorite musical number is what's this? What's this? The and the original one. Yeah. Um, because I don't know. Again, the beginning we get the whole Halloween setup. Then we get the whole somber Jack Skellington number where he's obviously kind of going through some identity crisis and he was just tired of whatever he was doing. And then for him to just kind of stumble upon this little portal into what ended up being, um, what is it? Christmas? Christmas Town? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you just got to see him like wide eye and he's just like a little kid like experiencing christmas for the first time but he's like an adult like a scary ass looking adult yeah. but a, an adult you know what i mean but he was like trying to like experience like oh it's it's the whole happy tone for this movie uh, the song in particular mm-hmm. it for me it's where the the movie kind of kicks into gear um and it got my attention and held it for a little while longer. And then it kind of dragged in the middle, but um, I, I just love that movie, uh, that song. Cause it's super catchy. Um, and any, there was even a remix at the, near the end of the movie when, when it was started, when it started snowing in Halloween town. So um, I figured if it, if a song appears at least twice in the movie, it's gotta be that good. I don't know. Yeah. I, I would have to agree. Like, Honestly, this was easily the best song of the movie. I, it was also mm. my favorite, the What's This song. Second favorite mm-hmm. for me would probably be his somber monologue song at the beginning of the movie. But a lot of the songs, my complaint, I guess, with the music in this movie, they all kind of have the same tone where it's like, oh, the spooky Halloween sound. And it, it, they all kind of sound the same to me. That, I think that's what mm-hmm. makes What's This sound better is because it's the most different out of all of them. Yeah. And it's like more like upbeat and faster paced. Plus, 
the visuals too mm-hmm. were a complete 180 to what we were, you know, it was like super dark, drab, a lot of neutrals in the beginning, but then we get the whole snow, we get all the colorful lights, we get the, you know, brighter lights, you got the, you know, everyone anticipating Christmas, everyone's making gingerbread uh, men, they're mm-hmm. making uh, toys and do, they're doing, the, they're prepping for, for, uh, for Christmas and everything. And then obviously, um, you know, they were already kind of teasing the whole Santa Claus um, reveal as mm-hmm. far as the characters. So um, yeah, it, it, it just brought a different tone to it. And it, it, I love the whole, it, it, you know, it's just a, it's different, you know. It's like this one random out of, you know, just out of place guy, and, and he's just kind of discovering this new place. It's it's like when you go visit a, a, a like a new country or new city for the first time, and and you're wanting to explore, and you're just like, wow, it's it's totally different, you know. So uh, I could kind of identify with Jack Skellington uh, within that whole thing. Plus. When he was eating the ice, even though luckily it wasn't yellow ice, it was actually pretty nice for um, what do you call it uh, to to him to experience that whole thing, just being a kid, basically a kid again. Yeah, yeah. See, I feel like I have to kind of apologize a little bit to Anastasia, <laughs> the movie, just because I well, not really apologize to it. The movie, the music wasn't that good in there. <laughs> still (laughs) but um but i feel like i enjoyed the songs more in that movie i maybe uh i see it's like uh anastasia's version of reflection (laughs) is like the best movie (laughs) uh, best music in that in that movie um and i feel like journey to the past was really good yeah i love that song (laughs) see that's what i'm saying journey to the past was better than uh, what's this so i feel like out of the musicals that we've watched recently animated musicals it's weird to say and it's funny because i trashed on anastasia when we talked about it it's music i think i liked anastasia's music more (laughs) what the heck is that oh damn jeremy i'm gonna give you a platform i'll give you about 30 seconds to go ahead and apologize to uh to andrea right now oh no it's still like it's not exactly it's not good <laughs> i'm 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 keeping my uh my stance <laughs> holding my ground i was kind of curious how you would react to that i think that was even better all right, perfect oh, time shoot. to go into the wise gamora award for a favorite quote uh, what's your favorite quote? I think there's some some interesting ones because it'd be 1993. There's less of a filter. Yeah. Well, my the first one that caught, I guess, my attention, I, I thought it was pretty funny just because obviously we're, when we're introduced to these batch of characters in the beginning, we're in Halloween town. And so my winner for the Wise Gamora Award for favorite quote, it oddly comes from the mayor. Hmm. Um, and the mayor's uh, basically saying, and this is right after Jack goes missing. And the mayor goes, we've got to find Jack. There's only 365 days until next Halloween. And then this wolf man goes 364. And I was just like, oh my God, they just literally live for Halloween. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was pretty funny. I just love little subtle, like just, 
under the radar jokes like that sometimes. And uh, I just thought I'd laugh probably harder than a lot of people would uh, at <laughs> that quote. It's still my favorite though. See that, that is a good one. Uh, I liked when Jack Skellington was um, explaining Christmas, right? And then the, the town hall meeting and he's all singing yeah. about Christmas and all that stuff. But I also like, I just like how he kind of finishes it off. It's like, oh, okay, fine. I'll play into whatever they're doing or whatever they're thinking. So he's like, and on a dark, cold night under the full moonlight, he flies into the fog like a vulture in the sky. And they call him Sandy Claus. <laughs> I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I, I like how he makes him all scary. But also, I didn't realize that. I didn't know if he was saying it funny or if he was like actually saying Sandy Claus until I actually saw his like chalkboard later on where it says mm-hmm. Sandy and then a pic- and like a claw. Claws. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, that's a good one. I actually like that. It's like kind of a joke it yeah. built into the song. I like how they refer to it later on when they finally like meet. Uh, it was a, like, I think towards the end, he's like, what? You have feet. You don't have claws <laughs> or what was the hands or yeah, something? Yeah, I forget. It's like, you have hands? <laughs> Which appendage. But yeah, he's like, oh, you don't have claws? I thought it was funny. But like, I guess, you know, me, I like to watch with subs on, even if it's <laughs> in my native language. <laughs> um, it's just, I like to just make sure I don't miss anything dialogue wise. And I've just gotten used to watching with subs with everything. Uh, that's because that's how I watch. That's how I consume my my media these days. So when he sang that part of the song and the reveal of Sandy Claus, it was actually spelled out the way he did on the chalkboard that you were talking about. Oh, Sandy Claus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Santa Claus's hands are still creeping me out. How tiny they are. <laughs> <laughs> They're like those little toy Dude. finger hands. Uh, oh, man. me out a little I bit. Do- I do have like another real quick um, mm-hmm. favorite quote. It was again from the mayor. I, I, I was, I almost gave, uh, well, the next award to the mayor, but I didn't. But the other quote that I wanted to say was, uh, it was like a random quote. Again, it, mayor just makes his entrance and he says, Jack, please, I'm an elected official here. I can't make decisions by myself. <laughs> and I was like, that was too, that was too true. <laughs> too real man it's too real that's too real too real for like our our life in 2022 yeah i mean i guess things were still the same in 1993 (laughs) yep all right the next award actually ken is the jensen award for underrated character or underrated scene uh which one are you gonna pick this week um I'm going to give that curveball again. I'm usually the underrated scene guy uh, for the instant war, but I'm giving out uh, the instant war for underrated character this time. Uh, I feel like this was more, there was a lot of just random distinct characters in this movie. Uh, Again, I'll kind of go back to the previous, um, the previous award. I almost gave it to the mayor, but I ultimately went with zero, the ghost dog. I don't know. The, the reindeer yeah. ghost dog. Yeah, ex- and that was the reason why. I mean, this, I again, when you ask me if I consider this a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie, 
this was one of the main reasons why I considered it a Christmas uh, movie because they basically use Zero in the whole Rudolph um, role. So, I mean, Sally comes in with her fog potion and then all of a sudden Zero just comes into the rescue and and allows them to kind of do the whole creepy Christmas thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was interesting. I'm like, oh, great. He's going to use freaking Zero. Yeah. His his ghost dog. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go a little bit different. I guess I'm going with underrated scene. Because I was okay. like, is this underrated character? Uh, not really. Um, it was the scene basically when Sally's trying to poison the scientist again. And in the bowl yes. of soup. Uh, man, I just... I think what makes her storyline... Uh, interesting is that I hate the scientist guy so much. He's like so creepy and I just wish like the whole movie I was hoping that she kills him. (laughs) I'm like as dark as that sounds but I'm like this is Halloween town anything goes. Bring freaking Michael Myers which we actually did Halloween. (laughs) I'm like bring Michael Myers to (laughs) to kill this scientist With with the sheet and the glasses? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we we need that version of Michael Myers um, to just like come and choke choke him out with like telephone. Yeah, uh, the scientist guy that you're talking about is uh, Doctor Finkelstein, and yeah, dude, he looked creepy. Look, it was like a duck looking thing. Yeah, and I guess they gave him a little bit of sound design so that uh, like you would hear his wheels creaking. And then you know he was going to make an uh, entrance, which I thought was actually pretty creative on on their part, where it's like, oh, here comes that creepy-ass doctor that keeps surviving all the nightshade, uh, the deadly nightshade that uh, Sally keeps trying to poison him with. <laughs> it's like, it's supposed to be deadly for a reason. <laughs> um, but it's also nasty how he would, like, open up his head and, like, touch his brain and you would hear all like the squishy noises i'm like that's gross yeah. dude what the hell is wrong with yeah. this movie freaking tim burton <laughs> some yeah. weird freaking imagery yeah i didn't like that hella dark yeah. now, now you know why uh the first two batman movies in 89 and 90 was it 92 i think it's 92 returns yeah, yeah. 92 yeah hey that's a christmas movie kind of oh yeah that's right <laughs> We might have to do that one next Christmas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Batman Return is definitely a lot weirder than the 1989 version. Probably why I like. I don't know. 89 was pretty. Yeah, 89 yeah. was pretty weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's saying something though. <laughs> yeah. With, um, Danny DeVito. Uh, the o- next. You mean Oswald Co- Cobblepot? Oswald, yeah. His actual flippers. <laughs> I don't know. That was well, weird. Yeah. Yeah, it was very strange. Uh, the next award is the Avengers Assemble Award for favorite scene. Yeah, it was kind of hard for me, honestly. But I, like once I saw it, I'm like, I, I'll just pick this. Uh, but what's yours? Yeah, you know, it's weird when when I saw this, I was like, were there really any scenes? Because again, I go back to your point where you were talking about this movie was basically a lot of songs, and mm-hmm. so I was like. Wait, do I want to pick a song? Because I, I did a, I, we did that award already, and that yeah. was my favorite song. Uh, but I came across the scene, and this is the one that I picked. I, it was that scene right before, I guess, well, 
I guess it would be maybe the beginning of the third act, but you know, it's like kind of the setup because it was mainly the juxtaposition between the prepping for Christmas. It was the montage mm-hmm. where it was Christmas town prepping for Christmas versus Halloween town prepping for Christmas. I just like how they kind of cut back and forth between elves making their regular Christmas toys to creepy ass looking Halloween town yeah. um, natives making, I don't know, monsters or whatever yeah. it was. I, and I, I, I enjoyed the, uh, I, I enjoyed the dif- differences between that. And to me, I thought that the reason why I uh, appreciate it was, it was pretty creative in that, in that whole thing. So um, I love the, Halloween version of Christmas. <laughs> you know what's funny? Because we we always choose the montage, and I'm also going to choose the montage. Um, but it's a di- it's a different montage. It's the when Jack mm-hmm. is being Santa mon- montage when it kicks off, and I love when he places that first present, and then the kid goes up. Which these kids, man, look creepier <laughs> than Jack Skellington himself. Uh, yeah. he's like little alien kids, uh, are opening up the presents and then like he pulls out the, the head and shows his parents. I'm like, yeah. this is good. I like that. <laughs> and then it, um, continues the montage of him giving like horrible presents to these alien kids around this town. <laughs> um, and I'm like, that's what kind of, I'm like, this is what they get for being so creepy looking. I don't know. <laughs> that's what i'm saying yeah hey i i thought uh those kids were pretty scary looking uh what were they called lock shock and uh barrel lock shock and barrel oh yeah not those not those i mean i was talking about the regular human kids oh the human kids oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah but those kids were creepy too yeah that's true oh yeah they, okay i see i see what you mean where they yeah they bust it out and there's like oh here's a here's a, there's head. a head in the the box the box might be a it's, it, <laughs> yes spoiler alert What's for, for uh, a different movie <laughs> oh shoot so uh yeah i guess there wasn't i didn't have too many favorite scenes so <clears throat> guess the ron's tomato score time <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting one i think uh right now i'm up at 23 ken you have 13 the guests are actually have one more one point above you because of last week i didn't <clears> score <throat> at all but you were able to get one point and the guests were able to get full, a full three points last week so this is gonna be a close one i feel like this week because this this gap that i have is uh kind of Wine, like getting smaller. So, Ken, do you have our guests' guess this week? Yes. Uh, so, our Rotten Tomato score guesser for this week is a veteran and friend of the podcast, Jacob. He was in our Tenant episode, our Nightcrawler episode. He was in our very first uh, double double feature with it for Spider. Was it No Way Home? No Way Home. Spider Man No Way Home. Jurassic World and, Dominion. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, that was the, his most recent um, appearance. And so Jacob's guess for the Nightmare Before Christmas is eighty five percent. Just want to make sure I read that correctly. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, how about you? Uh, my, 
for for my guess, I'm well. I'm I'm guessing higher than him, ninety two percent. Dang, because mine is at ninety one percent. Dang, you know that was my initial guess. Really, at first, and so it's like, yeah, it's bumping a little. Ninety two. All right, let me look it up. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Ronald. And uh, while Jeremy's looking this up, uh, I want to remind everyone that the f- <laughs> the only time I've gotten three full points was our season five premiere on the re-release of Avatar, the original, 2009. Well, Ken, you might have said something because at 103 reviews... The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993, at one hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> is 95%. Yeah, <laughs> the streak is over. <laughs> oh, Anything is possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, the wrong, the, okay. The audience score is actually ninety one percent. So if oh, you, dang, that's close, man. That is close. But you were wow. closer to the critics' tomato meter. So Ken, your updated score, or the updated scores, uh, I have twenty four. Ken, you have sixteen. Oh, catching up. Uh, back in the second back place. Back in second place because the guests have fourteen. Okay, but, you know, that, like I always say, Ron Tomatoes doesn't really matter. What really matters is the I Love You 3000 award, where we rate it from 1 to 3000. So what do you want to rate The Nightmare Before Christmas? Well, um, as soon as, again, I <laughs> thought that this was a musical movie, I was like, I already know I'm going to like this movie more than Jeremy. <laughs> and yeah. I bet the score is much, much higher than uh, then Jeremy's, uh, I, I scored this based off of the creativity. Um, the visuals were, even though they were really dark and creepy looking, I did appreciate the creativity. The, um, the sound design was good. And then you got the whole, uh, you know, the difference in visuals between Christmas town versus Halloween town. So mm-hmm. my, I love you three, 3000 award rating is twenty four hundred at eighty percent. I actually did like it a lot. Some of the songs were really catchy, especially "What's This," and I feel like that's the main reason why I rated it so high. There were certain things that were that you know were kind of nitpicky for me, uh, mm-hmm. but not enough to drop it below eighty. Okay, yeah, I guess you were right. You did like it a lot more than me because. <laughs> Uh, I gave it a 1740 out of 3000, which is at 58%. Uh, wow. You liked it less than Anastasia. Yeah, yeah. Anastasia. I think, you know, there's more stuff going on for me in Anastasia. Um, you know, th- like I, the romance, <laughs> yeah, there's romance, but, um, the man, it's just, I do like musicals. But for me, mm-hmm. I think animated musicals are hard for me to... They have to be done right for me. Um, like Mulan? Yeah, like, like Mulan or something like that. But Or, or Frozen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, but because I love 
like real people musicals, right? Like La La Land, Tick Tick Boom, uh, High School mm-hmm. Musical. <laughs> um, you know, I like those. No, are you just kidding? Yeah, I'm High School kidding. Musical, High School Musical Two, and High School Musical Three. <laughs> to be determined. <laughs> we to don't be, know. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's easier for me to like real people musicals rather than animated musicals. It's I I, I find that I'm more picky with the animated musicals. Just maybe just because they're an, uh, they're aimed towards kids, where it's like, mm. okay, well, I actually like this song. Can I actually play this um, and enjoy it if they actually like played it on the radio or something? Like every now and then, hey, it's that song from Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I didn't feel that. <laughs> or Encanto, I guess, since that's the that's the last animated film that the the soundtrack blew up right in Kanto. You know, I actually haven't the Bruno seen Bruno song. I haven't seen that one. You haven't heard any of the music? I on the radio? I don't think so. I don't listen to radio. <laughs> I was just giving you know like an example. Oh, shoot! Don't tell Andrea that because she loves that movie. Okay, maybe I'll like it. Maybe it's one. You know, I haven't seen it though, so it's actually pretty good. I, I mean, I don't like it as much as Andrea, but yeah. um, it's on Disney it Plus. Was, I'm guessing. Pretty, Yes, it is. Huh? Okay. Not sponsored, still. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Maybe I'll I'll give it a chance at some point. Maybe it's hard though. I don't know. But uh, another movie that we have, uh, considering some animated people, <laughs> in a in a way, what are we watching for next weekend? Well, not necessarily animated, but they are computer graphic. I don't know what CGI stands for. <laughs> <laughs> computer generated <laughs> images yeah there you go thank you <laughs> i was like wait that don't, that doesn't sound right that's why i say cgi but next week uh we return to pandora as we catch up with jake sully jake sully natiri and family <gasps> as they adapt to the next threat from the sky people in the sequel to the biggest money maker in box office history, James Cameron's Avatar, The Way of Water, 2022. Yeah. And so, yeah, literally just came out today. I mean, we're recording this on a Thursday. So, um, and sneak preview for next week's episode. I did actually get a free screening yesterday. So, I've already seen it. No spoilers for me uh, because Jeremy still hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm hoping that Stephen Lang's character comes back from the dead <laughs> and starts spouting like uh, military cliches again. <laughs> <laughs> comes back as a zombie. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. Fighting Sam Worthington as a zombie. Um, yeah, that should be pretty interesting. But uh, we actually did a rewatch of the first Avatar 2009 as our premiere for well, this is our premiere, right? Yes, it was our premiere. It was episode 70. Hold on. Let me fact check that. 77? 77. Oh, yeah. So go listen to our first thoughts. Not first thoughts. Our thoughts on Avatar 2009. Go listen to that first. And then go listen to our episode on The Way of Water. Let's see if we actually liked it more or less than the original one. So right. it's been, uh, you know, like 100 years since it came out. So you might need a little refresher. Go watch mm-hmm. Avatar on Disney+. Plus. I swear we're not sponsored. 
Um, yeah. It's just a long movie, and you probably forgot everything like we did. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, I actually did rewatch uh, Avatar one last time last week just because um, I, I feel like uh, our season five premiere was already a, a while ago. It was in the, like, in the beginning of October, like, the 10th or something yeah, i forget this, exactly it, what day but yeah if this was episode if this is episode 87 that's like 10 episodes ago which is like 10 weeks ago yeah so there you go that's, that's jeremy coming in with the facts yeah. <laughs> it's like yes coming in hot 10 episodes <laughs> ago so uh ken do you have any plugs for uh this week um nothing um that I'm working on just cause, uh, work has just pretty much been preoccupying a lot of my time. In addition to obviously holiday preparations, mm. not the creepy Halloween town version, but eh, not necessarily that the Christmas town version somewhere in between. Um, you, you just follow me on TikTok and Instagram, uh, at free a. So yeah, nothing's changed. Nice. Uh, yeah. If you want to, Follow, I guess, subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Infinite Loop Studios on YouTube. Uh, go watch the short film, The End of Yesterday. I am still working on some future stuff, and it is going to be uploaded on there, on the YouTube channel. So go check it out whenever that comes out. Now that it's Christmas break, I have a little bit more time to work on it. Woo! And he gets and he gets to sleep. Yeah, that too. Finally. Sleep. <laughs> I won't look like Jack Skellington walking around. <laughs> Any uh, final thoughts on the not uh, the nightmare the nightmare before Christmas? Um, actually, I wanted to get your thoughts on Oogie Boogie. Ooh, you know, I actually, I would say his song, basically the Boogeyman, right? Um, yeah, his song was my third favorite. Really? Yeah, so, it was because <laughs> it's funny because I was gonna ask you. How did that compare to, <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm going with yeah. this? How did it compare to, um, oh my goodness, what Rasputin's. is the uh, Rasputin's, <laughs> yeah, Rasputin's <laughs> song in Anastasia from a couple of weeks ago. See, I can't even remember Rasputin's song. Like I, I'm, I'm just thinking of Be Prepared still <laughs> from, from Scar. <laughs> from Lion King. Yeah, from Lion King. So yeah. I don't know. There's both, I, like I wouldn't listen to them again both of them but i don't know I, I think the imagery for the boogeyman the oogie boogie was um it was definitely more memorable <laughs> let's just say like he's like basically mm -hmm. torturing santa claus and santa claus looks like hella creepy already and Ooh, for him dude. to be like like all like tortured in this scene i thought was like oh whoa this this would yeah. like i said would have gave me nightmares as a kid yeah, I did like how during that performance they had the green light, so he was like kind of glowing green, and it looked like a costume that you would see in like a rave or something like that. <laughs> and it also reminded me of the Batman. Remember in the beginning, the drop heads. Oh yeah, it's like I was. I thought you were gonna say like freaking batman forever man when they have like neon lights <laughs> and they oh, have like yeah. oh yeah <laughs> that's another good that's a, another good analogy you know when like when that. robin is driving around the batmobile and he like fights yeah. these thugs 
that have like neon paint all over them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I I could definitely see both scenes right now. <laughs> uh, I guess if you had to pick, did did you actually? I forgot. I forgot your score for Anastasia. Did you like this one more or or? Uh, I like this one more. Okay, but music wise, which one? Ooh. Uh, mm, I you know what? Okay, so I felt like this one was more consistent. Hmm. Um, I felt Anastasia was more of a mixed bag just because, sorry, uh, Andrea, I, not, I didn't like the Rasputin song either. I was just, try, I was trying to just instigate. Yeah. Fan uh, the flames. <laughs> yeah. Fan the flames between the two of you. You guys were just like going at it. <laughs> I just sat back and was, what, what did you call me? The referee during that episode? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. The guest referee. <laughs> just And then like once a in a while, match. like, pl- yeah, once in a while I'll play uh, Jeremy's side, but once in a while I'll play Andrea's side. So, <laughs> devil's advocate, or not, not devil's Hell advocate, but you know what I'm saying. Like you were, yeah, literally guest referee in yeah. WWE. Yeah. yeah, sometimes you'd be the the corrupt referee in the WWE. Would take the freaking uh, chair from under and give it to one of the one of the fighters or one of the wrestlers. It's like, oh, I didn't see that. And I turn and then I turn my head so I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> like that makes a difference but anyway see when we get into the wwe <laughs> jokes that's it's a rabbit hole <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like time to wrap up guys but uh i'm looking forward to watching avatar the way of water it's gonna be i don't know I, you don't want to drink a lot of water before going into that movie because it's a long movie nope. i'm ready hours and 15 <sighs> like end game should be that long. We'll see if this movie warrants being that long. I hope so. I hope it's good. <laughs> I already have my thoughts on that, but we'll see. All right. We'll see what your thoughts will be. <laughs> Let's see if we agree or disagree next week. Just like this week, we kind of disagreed on The Nightmare Before Christmas, but... Let's see, Avatar The Way of Water, can it make up for it? Uh, we'll see you guys next week with Jake Sully and the Navi people. On the reel. Go Niners.